please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friend? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that, right? So, how was your week? Did everything go good? Hey, you notice it's getting a little bit chilly out there. It's starting to get chilly out there. Summer's over. I can't say as I'm happy that it's over, but I'm glad that it's over. That makes sense? I'm sick and tired of the hot weather. I'm looking for a little cooler weather. I'm not looking forward to snow, but the cooler weather is fine. Like they always say, it's easier to make yourself warmer than it is to make yourself cooler. I can't argue with that. I mean, it gets chilly out. You throw on an extra sweater, you throw on a sweatshirt, put a blanket over you. It gets hot out. All right, so you take off a shirt, you're walking around in a t-shirt. It's still hot out. You're still sweating. What's next? What, are you going to walk around naked? And then you get you get arrested. Nah, it's much easier to make yourself warmer than it is to make yourself cooler. That's my thought anyway. So before we get started here, I want to remind you that An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. You get a minute, go over there, check it out. You'll be glad you did. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can write me at jimmy at famousapple.com. That's jimmy at famousapple.com. You want to get a hold of the administrators? or the managers of the site, you can write them at admin at famousapple.com. We got a good one for you today. We're going to keep up with the same subject of caretakers, but we're going to be talking about parents with disabilities. So let's just jump right into this, okay? Here are some interesting facts I want to share with you. Here in the U.S., there are 4.1 million parents with disabilities. One in 10 children have a parent with a disability. 35 states include disability as grounds for termination of parental rights. Can you believe that? Two-thirds of dependency statutes allow the court to determine the parent is unfit on the basis of a disability. In every state, disability of the parent can be included in determining the best interest of a child. Ten states allow physical disability as the sole grounds for terminating parental rights, even without evidence of abuse or neglect. Now tell me that's not crazy. Whatever happened to the presumption of innocence in this country? This is, this is discrimination against disabled people. There are millions of people in this country who are disabled. There's 4.1 million parents with disability in the U.S. And you're going to say that a court can just decide off the top of their head that their parental rights can be terminated without any evidence of abuse and neglect? 
that's outrageous. Outrageous. Can you imagine if the courts were able to turn around and decide, well, this couple is homosexual, so they can't have kids. There's no evidence of abuse and neglect, but because they're homosexual, they can't have kids. We can terminate their rights if we want. Can you imagine the, the, the outrage? How about if someone said, because this person is a single parent, we can terminate their rights because we think that they're not fit to be a parent. There's no evidence that that single parent is neglecting their kids or abusing their kids, but we think that they should have a two-parent home, so we're going to terminate that single parent's rights. That's the same thing that they're saying they can do to disabled people. And that's, that's a crock. That's bullshit as far as I'm concerned. And thankfully, there are people out there that don't agree with this. One foundation in particular is the Dana and Chris Reeves Foundation. And they put out a workbook for parents with disabilities so that you know your rights going into this. And we're going to take a look at that. The following is a letter from the Dana and Chris Reeves Foundation, and I'd just like to read it to you, share it with you. It says, Dear friends, it's normal for parents to want to do everything they can to keep their children safe and make sure they are healthy. But for many of the 4.1 million parents with disabilities in the United States, courts have decided they aren't good parents just because they have disabilities. In fact, as of 2016, 35 states still said that if you have a disability, you could lose your right to be a parent, even if you don't hurt or ignore your child. People have not paid enough attention to the way parents with disabilities are treated differently and unfairly. No one makes it their most important issue, and there are not many legislators who are talking about this issue or trying to solve it. And yet, it is still very unfair to have others assume you can't do certain things, like parent, because you have a disability. That is why the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation and the National Council of Disability, the NCD, got together to give people with disabilities information about their rights as parents. The Parents with Disabilities Toolkit provides a summary of disability laws that protect families' rights. Inside the toolkit, you'll find information on topics like adoption, custody, visitation, family law, and child welfare systems. We have also shared parts of the NCD's report, Rocking the Cradle, with stories from parents who have been treated unfairly because of their disabilities. Knowledge is power, and helping people understand this issue is very important. Through this toolkit, we hope to get people talking about the unfair way people with disabilities are treated every day. There are many ways to stop the way parents with disabilities are treated unfairly. The most important way is saying it is not okay to treat us unfairly. The first step is to know your rights. We hope this toolkit gives you lots of help, helpful information. Together, we can end the way parents with disabilities are treated unfairly and make the laws better to protect the rights of parents with disabilities across the country. This toolkit is excellent. I've looked at it. I've read it from top to bottom. And this is something that everyone with a disability should see, whether you have a kid or whether you're planning to have children or whether you're planning to adopt children or you know someone who's disabled with children. This is something you should read. And the best part about it is 
it's free. It's absolutely positively free. And it's not something that you have to send away and send self-addressed stamped envelopes and all this other nonsense. It's free. And we have it right on FamousApple.com. You go to FamousApple.com and you look to the left of the screen. There's an there's a article there that says, Parenting with Disabilities, Know Your Rights. Read that article. It's the same thing I just read to you. And at the bottom of it, it says, Read More. Click here. Click there. It'll bring you right to the Disability Toolkit. And it's a PDF. So you can download it. You can print it. It's definitely worth the time. And again, it's free. It's absolutely free. And it's knowledge, my friends. And knowledge is power. Now, I think this is a good time to point out that at FamousApple.com, we're not selling yet anything. We're not trying to sell you anything. Anything we find that's of interest, we try to share with everybody. Anything that our readers send us, we try to share with everybody. So it's there. Click on it. You can read it. You can come back and read it if you want. But I would suggest that you save it because this is this is something that you might want to reference later on as well. And we're going to follow this. We're going to follow this and see if there's any changes in the laws because I know this goes back to 2016. We're going to see about updates to this. But it's a good thing to have. It's a good thing to read over for you to know what's going on out there and know your rights. Know your rights. This is definitely worth reading. So go over to www.famousapple.com and take a look at this, this toolkit. It's, it's worth it, my friends. It's definitely worth it. All right, we got a couple of good emails here today that I'd like to share with you. The first one comes from Alex in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and he wants to know, can he go on his wife's insurance and wants to know, even though he's on Medicare, can he also be put on his wife's insurance from work? The answer is yes, of course. Now, the thing is, here's the trick. If your wife's company employs more than 100 people, then that insurance has to be your primary insurance and Medicare becomes your secondary insurance. And you have to let Medicare know that you have a second insurance. And they'll go over it with you and there is no need to worry. You're not going to lose your Medicare. You're not going to lose your Social Security. This is your wife's insurance and they have spousal benefits. So that's good for you because I'm sure there's a prescription plan on it that's much better than the Plan D plan from uh, Medicare. So yes, you you can, Alex. You can definitely take the insurance with your wife from, from her job. Just make sure you let Medicare know and make sure you find out how many employees her company has. If it's more than 100, then that insurance becomes your primary insurance and Medicare becomes secondary. That's very important. That's very important to, to make sure you know that and make sure you let your doctors know that. And here's the other thing. Being that you would have those two insurances, when you go to the doctor, whatever your copay is on your wife's insurance, say uh, you go to the doctor and there's a $25 copay, you can tell them to bill Medicare for the $25 and send you a bill for whatever Medicare doesn't pay. So you're saving money. You're definitely saving money. Just make sure you look at those points, okay? And make sure, no matter what, you let Medicare know about this. But that's a great thing. 
that's definitely a good thing for you. The next email comes from Iris in Tacoma, Washington. And Iris wants to know, she's under 50 years old, and she's seen all these ads on TV for supplemental insurance for Medicare. Can she get that? Yes, definitely. If you're on Medicare, you can definitely get supplemental insurance. Now, the trick is you have to find out if they service your area. You can look in the big white book that you get from Medicare yearly. You can go on the website for Medicare. That's medicare.gov. Or call the insurance company directly. But yes, if you're receiving Medicare, you can get a Medicare supplement insurance. In some cases, you're going to have to pay for it and at the same time still pay for Medicare. So keep that in mind. You'll have to pay both insurances. Other cases, you may not have to. Depends on certain aspects of the plan. And that you'll have to go over with an agent. Some plans will be free, but you'll have very little coverage. So keep all of that in mind. But do some reading on it, and remember too, there's only a certain time that the opening is available for that. So if you think about it now, if you're thinking about it now, start looking into it right now. Start making some phone calls. I think the opening is only from November to January 1st. Start making some phone calls. You know, you see them out there advertise Humana and so on and so forth. I'm not plugging any one of them. But see what's available in your area. Look in the big book that you get from Medicare or look on the Medicare website at medicare.gov. Or if you see one on TV, call them and check them out. But don't rush into anything. Check out the different benefits and check out the cost. Remember the cost of your Medicare and see what the cost of the insurance is because they'll take the cost of that supplemental insurance out of your Social Security check each month. Keep that in mind. Okay? Iris and Alex, please Keep on listening, and thank you for the emails. Our next email comes from Lansing, Michigan, from Cal. Cal is considering buying a house, but he's extremely worried about buying a house while he's on Social Security. Why? Cal, doesn't matter if you're on Social Security or not. If, if you're going to buy a house, you're going to buy a house. If you can afford a house, then buy it. Social Security isn't going to stop because you bought a house. They're not going to throw you off the rolls because you bought a house. There's nothing. There's no correlation between the two. If you can afford to buy a house or somebody's helping you buy a house or you have a loan to buy a house, make sure that you're not putting yourself too deep in debt, naturally. I think it's kind of hard on Social Security disability alone to pay off a mortgage and still survive. But that said, you do your finances, and if you can afford it, then definitely, by all means, feel free. Buy a house. Good luck. Good luck. Congratulations. That's a great thing. All right, and Cal, thank you very much for the email, and keep on listening. And our last email comes from Lynchburg, Virginia. His name is Nathan. Nathan has a problem, and this is something that I think every one of us at one point must have felt or went through. Nathan must be new. That's the only thing I can think of, really. Nathan must be new on Social Security disability, and which means he, he was hurt not too long ago, and or well, his disability came out not too long ago, and I hope you're feeling better, Nathan. But Nathan is extremely paranoid. He's afraid of moving. He's afraid of leaving his house 
because he's afraid that he might lose his social security disability. Now, I look at that two ways. One is like I just said, he's new on disability and I know everybody's everybody's nervous in the beginning. Everybody. And if you said you weren't, that I'd have to say that's a lie. But number two, you have the other people that are scamming and they're afraid of getting caught. Now, I don't think Nathan's scamming from judging by the email he sent, which was a rather long email. But I want to say this, Nathan. You're disabled. Doesn't mean you're a prisoner in your house. It doesn't mean that you have one foot in the grave. It doesn't mean that you're not allowed to go out in the sun anymore. It means that you have limitations now, and you have to learn how to get around your limitations, but you're not, you're not totally locked down. Yes, you're di- disabled. I can sympathize with you, okay? I, too, am in a wheelchair, but you still have two arms that you can move, you can move the wheelchair, and you say you're looking at getting an electric wheelchair somewhere down the line. It only takes one hand to move the, move the throttle for the electric wheelchair. You can go out. You can go to the store. That's, what, that's why you have these, these tools. That's why you have them. The only way that you're going to get better at this is by building up your own confidence. No one else can do it for you. It has to be on you. You have to go when you feel ready. But no, no, deep down inside that, everyone else goes through this. And yes, you can go to the store. And yes, you can go out with your family for a ride in the car. And yes, you can go to a barbecue in your backyard. Nobody's going to try to take that away from you. You're not going out and climbing trees. You're not going out and doing rock climbing. You're not going out and swimming the English Channel. You're allowed to go out. You're allowed to move to the best of your ability. You're allowed to do things to the best of your ability. You just, you're disabled. I mean, you're in a wheelchair. You're not faking it. Just keep all of that in mind. And please, you know what? If you need somebody to talk to, please feel free to keep writing me. As a matter of fact, write me again. I'll give you my phone number. We can talk because I know I know the feeling. I know the feeling personally. And I know a lot of people that know that feeling personally. That, that nervousness, that fear of losing what you need. Because you do. You need the Social Security disability to get by. You need it to pay your bills. You need it to put food on the table. And I know that fear of losing it. I know how that feels, and other people know how it feels. So please, write me again, Nathan. Write me again. I'll give you my phone number, and we can talk. Okay? All right, buddy. Thanks for writing in. Please continue to keep listening. And know that there's a whole lot of people out here that are in the same position you're in. Please continue to listen. Thanks for writing in, and welcome to the Apple a Day community. Thanks a lot for stopping by today. I hope you have a great weekend, and I hope you'll stop by again next Friday for another episode of An Apple a Day. Before you go, though, I want to remind you, things can always be worse. No matter what, there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse, my friend. Okay, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. This is Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.